Let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this, this day. We thank you for the many blessings you give us and the freedom and opportunity we have to come and worship you and sing praises to you, Lord, and learn your word. Just ask you to be with us as we go through this class and we look at what we, you know, the, the things that we believe from the Bible that you've presented to us in your word and allow us to use that to, to go out to the community and bring others to you. And it's in Christ that we pray. Amen. Tell you what, that weather out there this morning is, uh, feels great. It went from, I think in the night, wasn't it in the 90s last week to highs in, I think, the 70s this week. So I will definitely take that. I'll, I love it. Dorothy, I have your clicker. I'll give it back to you after, afterwards. So, but, um, so we're, we're looking at a, at a series we, uh, called Why, and it's why we believe what we believe. And this week we're going to look at faith and, and spend the entire, um, the entire class looking at just faith. And then uh, next week we're going to have a special uh, presentation from one of our missionaries. And so then the week after that, I'm going to go into and I'm going to do an entire, well, I say an entire class. It may be more than one class. But I want to do an entire class on salvation and, and look at salvation uh, through, the, through the lens of the Bible and, and, and our beliefs around salvation and what that looks like and why we believe what we believe around that. And then we'll continue further on um, through that. Again, I don't know if that'll be one class or more than one class. It may uh, take up more than one class to, to do that one. So faith, faith is, is kind of the... the I'll say the foundation, uh, but but it kind of is the the faith in Jesus and, and him and him. It's kind of the foundation, the core of of who we are. If you look in the Bible, the word faith is in there about four hundred to five hundred times, depending on the version that you have. But some form of the word faith or, or faithfulness or, or faithful or something like that is is in the Bible five hundred times, and, and this is a really important. Subject, and I think sometimes it's something we kind of we kind of brush over real quick. We're like, "Oh well, you you believe, so you have faith." Okay, let's move on to the other stuff. And and I, I wonder sometimes if we don't need to spend a little bit more time sitting down and looking at faith, what it is, how it plays a role in our life, and and how it is to to guide and, and direct our life. So I'm going to start out, and I'm going to start out with Hebrews 11, and I'm going to read the entire chapter. And the reason I'm going to read the entire chapter is because it's the, it's the faith chapter in the Bible, right? It goes through the entire history kind of uh, of the Old Testament up to the New of the, the faith that the different leaders and, and, and people of the, of the Old Testament went through. So I'm going to read this, and then we'll, we'll look at it a little bit, and then we'll, we'll go further on. So Hebrews 11, starting in verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Now, I, I, I want to stop here because I think this is interesting. If you actually dive into this verse a little bit, this is back in the, you know, I don't remember exactly when Hebrews was written, but around 40 to 60 A.D., I believe. He is talking about things being made out of the things that cannot be seen. So, so he, is, he is talking about the fact, you know, the, the makeup of the universe coming out of things, which we know that, you know, we start looking at atoms and, and even in cells, you, you, you can't see them. They're microscopic. So even then he's talking about 
things being made that God making things out of what cannot be seen. Kind of going to jump on there with that a little bit, I think. Um, number four, or verse four. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous, God testifying about his gifts, and through faith, through he, though he is dead, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death, and he was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his, his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise. I'm sorry, I'm not even going forward with any of this stuff. See, I get all messed up. I'm sorry. Nah, there we go. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, and as a, in a foreign land dwelling in tents with Isaac, and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which was, had foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah received the ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Verse 12, Therefore that there was born even one of, one of man, and him as good as dead at that, as many descendants as the number of heaven and uh, heaven in number, of stars in heaven in number, and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. All these died in faith, without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance, and having confessed that they were strangers and exiles on earth. For those who say such a thing make it clear that they are seeking a country of their own. And indeed, if they had been thinking of that country from which they went out, they would, have, uh, they would have had opportunity return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises was offering up his only begotten son. It was as he to him it was, and Isaac, you, your descendants, shall be called. He considered that God is able to raise people even from the dead, for which he also received him back as a type. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau, even regarding things to come. By faith, Jacob, as he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the exodus of the sons of Israel and gave orders concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to 
endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasure of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is unseen. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, so that he who destroyed the firstborn would not touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as they were passing through dry lands, and the Egyptians, were, when they attempted, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had encircled for seven days. By faith Rahab the harlot did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she had welcomed the spies in peace. And what more shall I say, for, for time will fail me, if I, if I tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jebethoth, of David, and Samuel of the prophets, who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quelched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, from weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, but foreign, uh, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection, and others were tortured, not accepting their release, so that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others experienced mockings and scourging, yes, also chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, they were put to death with a sword, they went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. And all these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Because God had provided something better for us, so that apart from us they will, would not be made perfect. So reading all that, what do you what do you think about faith? Good. Good. You you look back at the faith of all of these people, and, and like he says, he he starts going through them, and you know it's like I don't even have time to keep going on. Right, I mean, if I, he keeps writing on. I mean, again, he, his whole letter would be this, the Bible, right? Because that's what we go back and look at in the Old Testament. So, so you look at the, the faith of these people. And, and it was, you know, sometimes we like, I think, and I think it's human nature, we like to focus on our actions a lot. Right? And we're going to talk about, about actions, but sometimes we, we, we still have that mentality of, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps of, you know, I'm the one doing this. I'm, and, and it's hard to let go and, and, just, and, and just let it be 100% faith, right? Just have that faith in Christ and let him, you know, kind of have everything and, and, and be in control of everything. But you, you look back at these, I mean, being willing to, to sacrifice your own son, having enough faith that you're willing to, to, to kill your son on an altar, knowing full and well that God, God can bring him back if he, if he wanted to. And a lot of people, you know, you, you see uh, that happening when, when, when he did that. You know, th he did not know that God was going to provide an alternative way and stop him. You know, he, he, was, he was ready to commit to that. 
And, and so to have that kind of faith, to, to, for, for, to just get up and, and get, you know, leave everything you know, the land that you know, and just go into a foreign land and live there, not knowing what you're going to run into, what's going to happen. I mean, that kind of faith, the, the faith that, that he starts talking about with the prophets and, and, and those who are killed, them being sawn in half, them being, you know, and then we, we, we see that further on, even in the, in the first, first century church, of the faith of people uh, to just, you know, continue on, even though they're being, you know, fed to lions and, and, and being burned at the stake and, and all these things that are, that are happening to them. Not once do you see them fighting back. Not once do you see them, you know, you just see them moving on and continuing to spread the word of God. So it's, it's amazing and it's highly important, the importance of faith. There, there's a lot of other things that are important that, that we talk about, but faith in itself and truly understanding what faith is and putting that faith in, in Jesus is one of the most important things that we do. And, and, and we, we have to look at that. So with that said, I'm, I'm going to try to go through some different things that the, that the Bible focuses on in faith. And the first one is, and I did this one blank because I think most of us can get this one. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Very good. Faith comes by, oh, shoot. I'm, man, when you do that for so long, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this away because this is, this is confusing me. I'm just going to go by my, my printed out notes, the paper, and we'll, we'll see how that works. So, so faith comes by hearing, right? Romans 10, 17, so faith comes by hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. And, I, and I'm going to add this next verse on here because there, there's some belief um, that, that faith actually does not come by our own, right? That, that the Holy Spirit comes down and opens people's eyes and that, that, that faith is given to them. And, and it goes back into uh, a little bit of Calvinism and, and I talked about it I think a little bit last week where the idea is that we cannot, we're so deprived that, that on our own, we can't even read the Bible on our own and believe what it believes and, and, and faith come on by ourselves so that the Holy Spirit then opens our eyes for those who he's chosen and then they can believe and that's how they get faith. Well, if you read the Bible and you look at that, the next verse I'm going to put up here is Romans 1.16. For I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes the Jew first, and also the Gentile. So, so we've, we get our faith, or, or, or our faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Right? In Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing. And, and then we look at the, the next verse, or earlier in Romans, in 1, 16, and he talks about how powerful that Word of God is. That that, that, that Word from God, the, or the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, is, is powerful enough to say. And so that is what, you know, when we, when we teach people when, who are not Christians and we, and we talk to them, we present to them the Bible in its cases, in, in the case that it, that it shows, and that's where the faith comes from, is seeing the Word of God. Any comments or questions on that one? The next one, we are saved through that faith. And we'll look at that. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For, grace you have been, for by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Now, 
not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So, so as we look at this, we are saved through faith. And we're, we're going to look at, in the next one a little bit about how it's not just faith, but we are saved through faith. And now it says, some people interpret this as, and not um, of yourselves. Now, they, they try to take and say they're talking about the faith, that the faith is not of ourselves. But actually what he's talking about is the grace. The grace of God is a free gift to everyone who accepts him. Right? It, it, he died for everyone. We can go back and look. He died for everyone on the cross. He died for anyone who believes in him. Is, if you look at John 3, 16, it says, anyone who believes in him is baptized. I'm sorry. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Anyone, man, my mind's just like, whoever believes in him shall not. <laughs> oh. Huh? Yeah, you remembered it. So you start going, I've got a couple of words uh, scrambled in my head there. But you see this, this, you know, we don't save ourselves, right? There's nothing we can do in order to save ourselves. Christ saved us. And he, in, in, his, in his grace, his grace is a free gift to us if we believe and put faith in him. And so... If we look at Galatians 3.27, for you are all sons of God through, sorry, through faith in Christ Jesus. Now, if I stopped here, everyone would think, well, all i got to do is have, have faith and I'm good and we can go on, right? Well, I'm not going to stop here. Because if you read further into the Bible, just having faith is not enough. Yep. Which so many people miss, yep. it, then, then yes, that's right. If we have biblical, people say, well, we're saved by faith. I say, yeah, if it's a, if it's a Bible faith, that's Double. correct. Not the world's idea of faith where it's just an intellectual belief like the devil. Right. Many, many people believe that, well, as long as you just confess at one time that Jesus is God, then, then you're good. Now, there's just some people who don't believe that, but there are some that if at any time in your life you, you confess the words, and believe that Jesus is God, then, then you're good and you're safe from that point on. The Bible doesn't follow that, right? The Bible talks about, you know, this in James, and this is what we're going to go to. Just, that type of faith is not enough. Just saying one time or saying your entire life that you believe that Jesus is God, but if you don't back that up with anything, then, then it's useless. And so we're going to look at that. James 2, and I'm going to stand to the side and read this one. What good is it? This is 14 through... Believe, I'm sorry, 26. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? That's what Dad was just talking about. Right? Just, a, just an intellectual saying of faith or belief. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well, but then you, do, then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now some may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds, kind of like what Dad was just talking about. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say that you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish... Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So 
Don't, don't you remember that our ancestors Abraham was shown to be right with God by his action when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? And we just talked about that. So just having faith by itself isn't enough. You can't say, I believe, and then continue going on doing whatever. You have to back it up with your action. You have to back it up with, with what Christ shows. And we're going to look at that a little bit, uh, not next week, but when we, when we meet back again, when we look at the, the, sal- the salvation and, and what that looks like. There, there's a reason why we don't just say, okay, I believe, and we're good to go. All right, we, we, we back that up, and there's some commands around that, but we're going to look at it too. But, the, but your faith has to be deeper than just a superficial, well, I believe in Christ Jesus, and, and now let me move on and, and do some good things maybe here and there. It, it's got to be a, a faith that you are willing to give up everything in order to follow. And, and I think that's the problem with, with what we call Christianity today or what, who people call themselves Christians today. A lot of them, you know, they, they'll come, they'll, they'll show up, and, and some of them may even... There's two kind of two spectrums I see this. You have the side of, well, I have my faith, you know, you know and then they, they kind of grab onto the, well, we're not saved by our works type things, but then they forget to read James, and we're not saved by our works, but again, like James says, it's backed up. And a side note here, did you know that Luther... Martin Luther, when they were trying to, when they were putting the Bible together, he actually tried to keep the book of James out of the Bible because he did not like, he, he argued that he did not think it was written by uh, an apostle or someone who, who had the, the knowledge because they're not, they're not 100% sure who wrote James. They believe it's James, yeah. There was, there was like three or four James that it could have been. He tried to argue uh, against that a little bit because they did not like the idea of the works being talked about in the Bible. And they, they literally tried to, to push to get that, that, that not added into the official canon of the Bible. middle spot yeah he tried to go completely to the other side and that and that was kind of um and that's where root, the roots of calvinism came out of was a a, a complete and op- polar opposite reaction to to what the catholic church taught and so you you have this line of you have people over here who say well you're saved by faith faith alone there's nothing you can do to earn it it's given to you and and so all that and then you have the other side way over here it's like well your faith is, is your works proves your faith, and you're saved by your works. And so it's, it's a bod spring. But if you come into the middle of it, it's both. You know, and, and the faith and, and the work, the, the word faith, I believe, and, and I, I may, I should have gone back and researched this one a little bit, but it is an active faith in the Greek. I forget the, the exact term, but it is an ongoing active thing. It's not a say at one time. It's a continuation. It's a continual working active faith in action uh, word there. So faith, just faith by itself is not enough. Alright, and then, so then we must walk by faith. Alright, I must uh, back a little bit. We've got to walk by faith. And there's only one verse 
in the Bible that, that says this, but I, I think it's there for a reason. 2 Corinthians 5.7 For we walk by faith, not by sight. So many times, and, and I like this verse because so many times if we go based on just what we see, that can stumble you down the, down the, down the wrong path. There's, there's the easy route, right? We, we see something, the, the grass, the, where the grass is greener, right? We're, we're, or the path is easier to go. We're, we're going to try to make sometimes, well, it's easier to go down that path, so I'm going to go down that path. It doesn't require as much faith. But faith takes, you know, going down that stuff that maybe you can't see, right? Going down a path that maybe not everything's 100% clear. You know, he, he talk, you talk about, in Hebrews, he talks about all the people who, they went out by faith, even though they had no clue what was going to happen, what was going to happen to them, what the end was going to even look like. It's just God told them to go, so they went. All right, the next one, and I think we really need to, to focus in on this one sometimes. Through faith, we can do anything. I, I think we miss that sometimes. We, we, we get so focused, I think, on our, on our human form and, and our, our, our human abilities that we forget that we have God behind us and that through Him and through faith in Him, we can do anything. He talks about this several times. I didn't put all of them up here, but I put a couple. Mark 9, 22 and 24. The Spirit often throws him in the fire, talking about uh, the, this uh, demon-possessed uh, person, into the fire and into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. He's, this is, he's talking to Jesus. And Jesus responds, What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asks, Anything is possible if a person believes. And, and uh, you've got to love this answer here. The Father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Uh, that, is, that is so, I think, something that applies to a lot of us today. I think so many times we think that we can't do something or something can't be done or we shouldn't do something because we physically can't do it or, or we have the, the doubts in the back of our minds behind it and we forget who we have behind us if only we'll put faith and belief in them. Matthew seventeen twenty. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Again, a mustard seed being one of the smallest seeds that there is turns into a, a, a good-sized tree. And if we have just a small little bit amount of faith, we can do anything. And, and I like the analogy he uses, and he uses it twice. If we go to Matthew 21... Verses 22 and 20, 21 and 22. Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth, if you have faith and don't doubt, you can do anything like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. Can you imagine being able to go out, and I know we don't have any mountains around here, but go out to the, to the Rockies or go up to the North Georgia mountains and, and walk up to it and be like, mountain, move over here, and it just moved. <laughs> Move to South Georgia. Maybe I need to do that. Bring the mountains to South Georgia, right? But you know what he's saying there is we've we've got to have that 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 kind of belief of we think as long as we know we have God behind us, and there's some things behind. You know, he's not just going to give us everything, single thing we ask for, right? You know, it's got to be in his will. 
But if, if we're, we're living according to our, the faith that we're supposed to have in Him, then nothing's going to stop us. Nothing's going to keep us from, from going out and doing the things we do. If, if, our, if our buildings get shut down because of COVID, well, we're going to have the faith that we're going to be able to press on and, and, and continue to spread the Word of God no matter what. If, you know, whatever happens to us, those type of things, then we need to have enough faith to continue on and to push on and know that you know, we can do anything. You know, I, I know we, we talk about this sometimes, and, and I use the, this building here as an example. I remember when we were, when we were building, we were, there was a lot of conversation of, well, should we really take on this much of a loan? Can we really afford it? And, and I remember Dad mentioning that we just have to go on faith. You know, if we, if we sit and try to decide everything based on, you know, obviously, you know, we don't, you know, we don't spend a, we're not going to build a $10 million building, right? Because, you know, you've got to make some smart choices. But if you do your due diligence and do the best you can, then God's going to bless you on that, and, and you can do anything through him. And we saw that. We, we paid this building off at just like that. I mean, I say just like that. It was several years, but a whole lot faster than anyone ever thought we would. And, and it's those type of things that if you step out on faith then God's going to bless you. It's scary, but we, we, we really need to start doing it, I think, more often. Putting our faith, kind of putting our money where our mouth is, put our faith where, where our speech is a little bit. And, and the source of all that, Chad, of course, is, is God and His power. Yep. God's Word is powerful, the Bible tells us. God is all-powerful, the Bible tells us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have the greatest power source in the entire universe, We've got to have the faith to put it into practice. Yes, we do. And the other thing, and I don't have it in here, is, is we, we need to continually ask God for more faith. He, and he will bless us. And then I, I forget the verse. I had it written down, and, and I didn't put it in my notes. But um, where he talks about asking, you know, God gives us a measure of faith. He gives each person a measure of faith. And then you can ask for more faith. And maybe that's something we need to make sure we do and get up every morning and pray and, or before we go to bed at night. And just pray, you know, for, for, for God to give us more faith. And then the last one. We must keep the faith and remain faithful. There's some teaching that, you know, once you believe and, 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 and you have faith, then that faith never goes away, right? Or, or that you're never, you can never be taken away from that faith. And, and we know that that's untrue. And if, actually, if you look at all these verses on faith, and, and we're going to go through a lot of them here, there's more verses about staying faithful to the end than there is on a lot of verses about coming to faith in, in, in the first place. And so the first one I'm going to look at is James 1.3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Your faith will be tested. All right, And, and my thought is, is if once you came to faith, you never could lose that faith, or that you were saved from the, from, from the time that you came to faith, then there would be no sense in that faith being tested. Because why would that make any sense? So your faith is going to be tested, and you're going to have to endure through that. And it's going to cause you to grow. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. We're going to have to stand. We're going to have to be on guard. All right. It's not just one of those things where we're like, okay, well, I have faith now and I can just continue on. 
It's going to be a struggle. It's going to, get, it's going to be harder once you come to faith than, than before. You have to be strong and courageous in that faith. Acts 14, 21 and 22. After preaching the good news in Deborah and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Listeria, Iconium, and Antioch of Sida, where they strengthened the believers. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that, they, that we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Again, we have to continue in the faith. It is an ongoing, continual action. It is not something we come to one day and we're good to go and we don't have to worry about it from then on. It's something that we are going to have to, to work in every single day. 2 Peter 1.10 So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. I like the New Living Translation here where it says fall away. There's some versions I think, I forget what the thing is. So there's a warning here, right? That prove you really are who you say you are. It doesn't have the word faith in there, but you're going to have to remain faithful to prove who you are. Revelations 2.10 Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for ten days. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Seems to me that you have to remain faithful there in order to get the crown of life. And then lastly, and I, and I like this because this is kind of the, the, the ending uh, coming for Paul. And he's talking about him, you know, himself coming to an end if he has to. Says, I, uh, for 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. Paul himself, you know, talked about the fact that he had remained faithful, that it was necessary for him to remain faithful to the end. So how important is faith? It's absolutely essential for the Christian life. <laughs> it is. It, 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 is, it is the most essential thing we have. And again, and this isn't to take away some of the other things, and we're going to talk about this when, when, we, when, we, when we look at salvation. But faith, I think sometimes we skip over it. And, and I say that because sometimes we want to focus so much on, on other things, uh, even in, in, the, in, the, in the conversion process or in, in the, in when we talk about bringing someone to salvation. And I'm going to kind of go over this a little bit. I think we, we miss some things when we're doing this, right? We've kind of put them into, into five acts or, five, you know, the five steps of salvation. I, I get that. I, I don't particularly like that. But because it almost seems like there's, they're all kind of a separation, I, I like just lump them in all to one, one picture. And I'm going to show, I'm gonna show that, ne uh, not next week, but the week after. The other thing that I don't like is we don't talk about some, sometimes when, when we're converting people what faith requires, right? The, the faith, the, the sacrificing, the, the taking up your cross and following me type things. We, we, 
I think sometimes we, we think we're going to scare someone off if we, if we present them with that kind of faith that we're supposed to have. And if you, if you look at Jesus' word, he wasn't afraid to scare people off. I mean, he, he told people, you know, one guy wanted to go back and, and bury his father. He's like, let the dead bury the dead. Come on. All right? And, and he talks about you're going to have to take up a cross and follow me. All right? And back in that day, taking up a cross meant death. It wasn't like what we see, you know, and I commend him for doing it, but it's not like what we see when the guy takes up a cross and walks across America with it, right? That's hard, but we know that that guy's not walking to his death. If you saw someone with a cross beam, you know that they were dying. They were, they were going to die either that day or, or pretty soon quickly. Maybe several days. Sometimes it took several days. And so I, I want us to look at that. That's the kind of faith that when, when we talk to people about it, it's not an Americanized version of faith. Right? Where, well, you come and, you know, and we're guilty of this too. You come and, and you, 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 you give yourself to Christ, you're baptized, and then, you know, just go on living a good life. And usually what we mean by that is, you know, make sure that you come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and you don't drink too much and you don't, you know, smoke too much, don't get any tattoos, some things like that, right? Be a good old boy. And, and you know, and so, so we're, I want to look at that and, and dive deeper into to what faith really is. Faith in Jesus really is. Because it's, it's not the Americanized version of what we see in faith today. And, 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 and I think we need to dive deeper into that. You know, we have the surface of what we believe. If you ask most of the, the, the Church of Christ or, 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 you know, Churches of Christ, however you want to put it, what they believe, most of them can tell you on the surface pretty much what they believe. All right? Some of them might be able to tell you why they believe it. And then there's a few who can, can really dive deep into it. But we, we, need to get, we need to really start, I think, diving deeper and deeper into, into God's Word. Not just saying things because we've always been taught them, not repeating things just because, oh, well, you know, this is what my mom told me or my mom and dad told me or my grandma and grandpa told me. My grandparents believe this, so this is what I believe. We, we need to dive into this and truly understand why it is we believe what we believe. Because if you don't, then it's really not that It's not useful not useful at all because people can see through whether you really believe or really understand what it is that you believe so coming back to faith yeah go ahead Yeah. 
Yeah, and and he talks about that, you know, he, he, he you know, buffeting his body and and and, and you know, fighting a good fight in, in the, the race, and a lot of that was around the the Olympics back then of the way they would run, you know, and and, and have to the condition themselves. It, it is an ongoing battle. It is something we are going to have to fight at constantly. Now there will be like you talk about with like the Tour de France, you know, stuff like that. When you're running a race, there is some times where you know. You have to run up a hill. Man, it's hard. It's hard. If you've ever run up a mountain in West Virginia or walked up a mountain in West Virginia, man, it's hard. It seems like it's going to take you hours to do it. But then once you get on the other side of that and you come down, there's a little bit of a, okay, I can breathe and, 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 and you know, coast down a little bit. But that doesn't mean it's not going to be that way all the way. You know, it's, you're going to hit a valley and you're going to come back up. And, and those are the type of things that we, we need to make sure that we know are going to happen because, I, and you see this a lot in, in, in the Christian faith. People are real faithful as long as they're coasting down that hill, right? But when they, man, they, when they hit the bottom of that hill and they, they go back up, what happened? Like, man, I, you know, this is too hard. I, I don't want to do this. So they, they, they walk away. You see, so many times where they, they, people hit struggles or have hard times and they walk away instead of de- going deeper into that faith. And relying on Christ to get you through it. Along that line, when we read Hebrews 11, one of the verses that really stick out to me, all these died in faith without receiving the promises. Yep. They remained faithful to God through everything you read, all those horrible things, um, and they didn't receive what they prayed for at the time. <laughs> yeah. I have so many people come in and go, I've been praying about this and praying about this for years, and God hasn't given it to me. That means God don't care, and I'm leaving, and I'm going to go back out in the world, all that malarkey. Yep. And, you know, no, no, no. You you know, we look at things on a temporary basis on this earth. God sees things for an eternity. Yep. And and so that's what it means, as Frank was talking about, those trials and tribulations remain faithful to God, even though you don't get what you may, quote, pray for at the moment or at the time, you may have to die first. Yep. You still remain faithful to God. Yep. We got a bunch of wimps in <laughs> I mean, you, you think about that. You think about being faithful to something that to the very end you die and don't even get to see. You know, once they get to heaven, obviously, you know, that, that's, that's where the real reward is. You know, we're so tied so, so much to the earthly stuff and earthly things. I'm going to talk about that a little bit tonight. You know, we get so tied into it, you know, and none of it matters. None, I mean, a lot of this, the only thing that matters is, 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 is Christ Jesus and being faithful to him and doing what he said. All this other stuff doesn't mean anything. Go ahead. If you go back to another point, Nicodemus in the Bible, Jesus, God uh, in the Holy Spirit says that his prayers, his good fight, you know, part of his race and praying brought him to the fact that he obeyed the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. You just never know. All right. So next, uh, next lesson won't be next week. Next week we're going to have a uh, special guest speaker. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna look at salvation, but I'm gonna look at salvation a little bit differently than what how we typically look at salvation. I'm not gonna just go, hey, well, here's the five steps that we we see. I, I wanna. I'm gonna go through this a little bit in, in a sense of how I really think we need to to dive down when we're working with someone and and, and talking to someone. So um, it's gonna probably be a little bit different, but not take away from anything. You know, I'm not gonna get up here and be like, oh, y'all, you have to do is have faith, and you're good. I'm not going to do that, all right? I'm, but I want to look at it from a, maybe a little bit different perspective um, of how, than how we've normally looked at it. So we'll do that in two weeks. Thank you.